Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello all, you're listening to Crew in the Air on 3CR 855 AM. I'm Frank and I'll be your host for today. So, before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we uh, broadcast uh, people-powered radio. Sovereignty was never ceded. So, today I'll be speaking to local artist Dido J about comics, zines, cripple punk, and disability representation in queer art. And Dido is in the studio with us. How are you doing, Dido? Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Going to have a great show tonight. Today. Today. Cool. Yep. (laughs) Cool. So, you will be listening to Dido right after this. So, welcome back to Crunier on Free CR 855 AM. And and today's guest is a comic creator who has had art in various exhibitions uh, across uh, Melbourne, uh, but in particular at Tree Paper Comics in the Docklands. They are also involved in making comics and are currently creating one called what colour is blue? So please welcome Dido J onto Crew in the Air. Hi, Dido. How you doing? Pretty good, Frank. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. What's what's going on? Well, can I mention the t-shirt now? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. So you guys can't see it, but at the moment, Frank is wearing a Batman t-shirt. And when we were on the tram to get here, this little kid was like, Batman shirt, Batman shirt. And the parent was like, yes, yeah, it's a Batman shirt. <laughs> it was so adorable. And they, they kept saying, Batman shirt, Batman shirt, as they're going off the tram. It was so cute. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so that's so nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, Dido, tell us about how you got into illustration and comics. Well, I actually always enjoyed, um, like, watching cartoons and would only, until I was, like, 10 or... So, what? Exclu- well, actually, in terms of my teens, I'd exclusively watch car- exclusively watch cartoons, and um, I'd read comics in like K Zone and um, Disney Adventures. This magazine that lasts for like five years called D Mag, like it was literally called D Mag. And um, I never liked drawing until I was ten, which is odd because I have an older sister who always enjoyed drawing, but she doesn't draw anymore at all. She's she just doesn't. But um, yeah, I got I didn't have the um sh- like the courage to do comics until late twenty sixteen, and um, the rest is history, as they say. Awesome. So, um, what influences your art? Oh my goodness, where do I begin? <laughs> like, I get inspiration very in oh influences. Well. Real life influences me to an extent, but also I've got a very vivid imagination. Um, I, um, oh god, what, what influences me? Um, I, music mostly, I think. Mm. Like all kinds yeah. of music, and I've been listening to a lot of German stuff, especially Rammstein. Now that the new album's out, which is so good, mm. I love it so much. Me but, too. <laughs> um, I can actually speak a bit of German, so. Yeah, um, just a bunch of stuff. Like, I can even get inspired by a chicken nugget. And if you know what movie that's from, 
I will love you because I don't know what movie that's from. I just know it's from a movie. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I don't think I know what that movie is either. Well, um, <laughs> well you know, if, if anyone's listening who knows, uh, send us a line on Green the Air. Cool. Um, so tell us a bit about your comic, uh, What Colour is Blue? What is that about? Well, it starts off with a demi guy named Zach, and um, he's on a train with his sister, Mal. And um, the premise is basically um, Zach's grandpa did something so bad that his generation, that sorry, not his generation, his descendants got what's called marked for three mm. generations. So himself, um, his son Lucas, who was trans, and then Zach and his siblings. And um, the government's really corrupt, uh, not corrupt, just like. It's like a fascist regime, essentially. Mm. And um, everyone is housed according to wealth. And there's a, this massive prison that a number of characters in, within the comic have been to. Um, and there are riots when Zach was little and that really affects him to, to the modern day times in the comic. But it's actually, I call it sci-fi of life because it's slice of life mm. plus sci-fi. Yeah. And sent the year and set what remains of Australia in the year thirty seventy two, because the polar ice caps are melted, most of the world's covered in water. Um, most countries are gone, like New Zealand, unfortunately, Indonesia, um, Tasmania's gone, and um, mm. yeah, that's it's very difficult for me to explain because I've been working out since I was literally fourteen oh, <laughs> and nice. I'm twenty five, so uh, mm. yeah, it's nearly twelve years. Nice, wow, yeah. um, that's that's amazing, and you're still still going with it. That's yeah. that's quite an achievement. Um, yeah, I have so many comics that I've just started and stopped, um, but you know, maybe eventually I will get back to yeah. them. Yeah, I hope so. Cool. So, um, what I wanted to ask next was, how have you used your art to develop like a strong voice in addressing like sort of the kind of issues that affect not just you, but maybe, like, the, the community around us? Um, well, I've just, I made a conscious decision, and I'm, and I'm afraid to say there was a conscious decision not to make any single character in the comic white. Mm. So they're all people of colour, and I'm white. And um, there's this theory that um, um, was around in, like, the early... 20th century that everyone would become like this like every single human would become like one race and like like fear of a brown planet essentially and that was a wild fear and actually i don't think that's a bad thing being no having no white people because like we've fucked up so we've, we've stuffed up the earth so badly mm. and we continue to do so i mean just look at like What's happened in America? What's happened in Australia? Yesterday, of all of all mm, times, yeah. like the election, everything. So, um, yeah, and also, I don't have any limbs missing. There's characters within the comic that have limbs missing. Mm. Um, I try to remember if there's any wheelchair users. There's no wheelchair users. I'm I'm physically disabled and I just use walking sticks to get around. That's about it. And uh, well, also mentally disabled. But anyway, <laughs> um. And also, one thing I see that's missing is because the main character Zach, he's an NB, and um, he's he was assigned male at birth. It's very rare to see a an NB in comics, mm. but b one that was assigned male at birth and c yeah. isn't afraid to be like 
ultra butch and stuff. Like, he, apart from the long hair, he's pretty butch. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's actually, I think, I was about to say, I think that you actually inspired Zach a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Aww. Yeah. Um, because I see how much difficulty you, you have with stuff about being an MB and mm. all that. And being as close to you as I am, that really hurts to see. Oh. And yeah, I just want you to be represented because yeah. Oh yeah, I've I've definitely spoken about that at length. Um, I think with the the first interview I did here, um, when Iris was interviewing me, and then when I later became a part of the show, I did sort of like mention that. But yeah, like I, you know, I, I'm all about non-binary representation in yeah. in comics. But yeah, especially with um, uh, AMAB non-binary people, I I definitely would like to see more. Mm. So um, yeah, so you know, it's it's good that we're both sort of doing our part in uh, you know. Fixing that. Yes. So, um, this was a question that I almost forgot to ask you. Um, what artists inspire you? Like, they don't just have to be, like, comics related. It can be all sorts of things. Um, oh, God, where to begin? <laughs> the thing is, because I'm on Instagram a lot, and also I love I obsessive artists and stuff, but I'm going to say Gustav Klimt. He was mm-hmm. um, an Austrian artist who did, like, really beautiful... Um, like oil paintings of most mostly women, and then he'd um include um like hang on, I'm gonna excuse me, that's a burp. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, and he um he also did um like these like very realistic, but also then he'd do um bits of gold paint and um very fit, very beautiful decorations on the actual painting. Um, his protege, Egon Schiele, um, was actually a bit of a um, twerp mm. and did things that weren't great. Yeah. But he influenced me more than Gustav Klimt, um, who also influenced me. Um... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We've got a lot of time yeah, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly anime and manga, particularly manga artists. Um, there's one who did this comic called MPD Psycho, and I can't remember, for the life of me, I cannot remember who wrote it. But, um, well, wrote slash illustrated it, but it is a beautiful manga or manga, if you want to be correct. Um, it's kind of realistic, but kind of not at the same time. Um, that really influenced my style. So first, I first heard of it when I was a teenager and obsessed with Helsing, which is another manga and it's about vampires and them killing Nazis and the Catholic church is involved somehow. I don't know why or how that was, they thought it was a good idea, but anyway, it's Japan. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, and also just look, doing a bunch of life drawing and just sort of manipulating the human body to my, or the per, someone, per, people's bodies to my own sort of view, I guess. I don't mm. know. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, as in sort of representing different body types. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Mm. Especially chubby, like fat bodies, especially because like there are so many skinny people in comics. Mm, yeah, especially especially if you look at superhero comics and like the women are stick thin. Mm. And um, there's a TNA pose which has the chest one way and the ass, so the the bum in the, another way. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. um. Oh, I think there's a. It's, no, it's not the Liefeld pose, although he does. Rob Liefeld from Image Comics does do that a lot. Um, yeah, he also doesn't like drawing feet. Yeah, uh, I think someone a while back did the what what's called the 
the Hawkeye initiative yes. where it, like basically just took those poses but replaced them with um Hawkeye. with Hawkeye from the Avengers. So Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. Um but yeah, so uh, I don't know what the actual name is for that, but I understand what you're talking about. TNA um, pose, that's what it's called. Yeah. Actually it's funny you mentioned body types because I wanted to mention um there was a comic uh released, I think it's by Valiant Comics. They're a producer in um a publisher, sorry, in America. Mm-hmm. Um and it's I think it's called Faith. Yep. It's about a, a, a female superhero who's also fat, and yes. it's it's really well done. It's um represented really well. Um, it's uh, it's been a, I mean, this was like way back. I think this was like 2014, 2015. So yeah, so was, not that long ago. Yeah, so I mean, but yeah, so I when I'm when I'm next in All Star, um, I'll I'll pick it up and I'll and I'll. I'll show you. But, yeah, it's, it's a great comic. You should definitely check that one out. Yeah, I will. Yeah, because I do think that, yeah, representing body types, especially, like, I think especially with, like, chubby people and fat people, it's just, like, it's usually, unfortunately, it's usually, like, a, like a metaphor for, like, either laziness or, like, evil. Or greed. Or greed, yeah. Like, and it kind of upsets me. Like, there's oh, yeah. plenty of skinny yeah. people that are greedy and, um and you know... And, and corrupt, so I'm not sure why it has to be the fat people. So, yeah, I do think, like, you know, just, like, rep more, you know, more, like, just more uh, diverse fat, body yes. types. Yeah, Definitely. that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, sort of, uh, what sort of themes and issues do you talk about in your work? Um, essentially what it's like to be queer, because I am mm-hmm. very queer I'm very proud to be queer and, um, yeah, and just sort of showing mostly straight cis people, for those who don't know, cis is not, is not trans, um, mm. what it's like to be queer, um, what, what it's, what's like through the eyes of Zach, what's like to be screwing against, cause he has two dads, one of whom gave birth to him and his siblings, mm. cause he's got a little brother too, um, and um, just representing representing people you don't normally see represented. Mm. So like, Zach has a hooked nose. You don't often see a good character with a hooked nose, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That in particular. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it here, but just like it has certain connotations yeah. that I yeah absolutely we're not getting to here. But yeah, so I definitely yeah. see where you're coming from with with that. Yeah. Yeah, and also, um, oh, what else? Um, what's well, like to be disabled? Because mm. I have autism as well, and so does Zach. And um, um, like, or sometimes shut down, which is when, like, you experience something so traumatic or so awful that you just literally shut off and just like, like your body, like you can't speak, you can't move. Um, it's a bit frightening, but it's just what happens when you're autistic and something absolutely terrible happens. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's a normal part of being autistic, but it's an unfortunate part of being autistic. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have autism myself, so I can't comment on that, but I yeah. do um, I do empathize with it. Thank you. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, I guess... Because you've done like a lot of art in general, but um, in particular now you're sort of focusing on on comics. Um, mm. I mean, you know, I think everyone on here knows my opinion on comics because I've only gone on about it a few million times. <laughs> um, so, but do you think that comics are the ideal art form? Oh, good question. Um, 
it depends on what the subject matter of the comic is because some pieces of art you can look at it and say hey this represents this or you should take action against this so like Keith Haring for instance he did he was a gay artist in the in the 80s and early 90s in America um he did a really good piece about um and so it was Science Eagle's death mm. and it was about the AIDS crisis Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, not at the time, obviously, because yeah, no. I was too young. But I do remember. I do remember someone else speaking about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was now. If Keith Haring had done comics, I don't think it would have been anywhere as effective. Mm. But at the same time, you need. I think people need comics because, like, they've always existed. Like, if you look at the illuminated manuscripts, for instance, illuminated manuscripts, for instance. They're which, basically which manuscripts? Illuminated. Oh, illuminated, right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the ancient... Um, well, yeah, I'm going to call it ancient. Like, Middle Ages type stuff with, um, like, really um, really stylized drawings and stuff. Like, I consider those comics. Mm, yeah. And, um, I mean, those, in my personal opinion, not necessary. But, yeah... It, I don't know if it's the, what's the, what the question again? The true art form? Oh, not the true, but like the ideal. Oh, the ideal. Art form. I guess for you anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah I probably me. should have specified that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All good. Um, well, considering how much time I do spend on comics, um, which is a lot, which which kind of bothers me because uh, I don't like. Um, Start with I start with an idea. I don't do a script, unlike you, and um, I just jump right into it because I've already got story in my head. But um, yeah, I love I love to be able to just do comics, but I can't at the moment because I'm in a visual art course at a very small TAFE in Collingwood. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I quite enjoy comics, but I don't know if they're the ideal art form. Mm. Yeah, I guess because for me, I just sort of see them as kind of like the the drawn version of the punk movement, and I like yeah. the sort of comics that sort of blend in with that. So, and you know, when you talk about like the 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 you know the representing disability in in comics, I feel like yes. that's very punk to me. Yeah, but yeah. So, Dido, tell us about Stigmata, the publication you do. Okay, so Stigmata is a zine I started to um about cripple punk which is essentially a movement to um dismantle the idea of the modeled disabled person which is essentially quiet doesn't doesn't make too much of a um fuss um does everything right in inverted commas with the disability so for instance they don't smoke they don't drink they don't take drugs they don't um, they, they use, um, they take all the medic, the prescribed medications and essentially, um, yeah, so it's the, the, the trying to smash the good disabled person essentially. And, um, I wrote about my experiences about, um, ground disabled, um, and what happened after I injured myself at a sense, shopping centre in town and um, never got my leg fixed. So that was interesting. <laughs> um, and the first issue is issue zero because I figured, well, I don't have anyone to interview. 
Um, I know myself better than anyone. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'll throw about my own experiences, see where that takes me. And yeah, and it's under a different name at the moment, but yeah, I can't change that because like the front cover is handwritten. Like, ah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Cool. Um, yeah, so I guess I was going to ask how this, how does this relate to the cripple punk movement? I think you've explained it <laughs> pretty well. Um, I guess, do you want to talk about the cripple punk movement a bit? More? Yeah. Um, it kind of, um, there's like a, it kind of, rem- it's not the same thing. It kind of reminds you of the gutter punk movement a little bit, if you're familiar with that. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of, um, it's sort of like a, a movement and, I, I apologize if I'm not representing this well. Sort of like rejecting the like the idea of like wealth and like you know oh, yeah. it's sort of like it involves a lot of like um like homeless punks in particular. So yep. it kind of reminds you of that. Like um Penelope Spiris, uh, who did the documentaries Decline on Western Civilization, she did the third part on that. Um, oh. she, she even ended up adopting a few gutter punk kids, which was pretty cute. Oh nice. Um yeah. So um yeah, yeah tell us a bit more about the cripple punk movement. Well, the Cripple Punk movement was started in 2013, I believe. Yeah, 2013 by a Tumblr user, CR. I don't let me work it out. <laughs> CRPPL hyphen PNK or Cripple Punk. Mm. And their name was Ty. And um, unfortunately, they passed away in late 2016. Right. Or mid 2016. I can't remember when exactly, but definitely 2016. And um, I only discovered it after they they um, unfortunately died. And um, I've sort of taken the eth- their ethos on. And um, like if if you ever meet me on the street, my, you'll see that my cane's absolutely covered um, toe to tip with like handle to tip with stickers. Mm. So I've got some from an ass called Lazy Willy, um, which are reflective. Because at the, when I got the when I got those stickers, I was walking around a lot at night because I was living by myself and in a relatively safe area, which I was grateful for. But I was also living at on the top floor of a technically three story apartment with no lift. Mm. And imagine me walking up like four technically four flights of stairs every day just to get home. Mm-hmm. It was a nightmare. But um, I've got one from my friend. August, who lives in Melbourne, and um, it says um, eye contacts hundred dollars per minute per mm. second. Yeah, and that's my favorite stick of all time mm. because, like, my friend August, they're disabled as well. They're also queer, and um, yeah. yeah, they. I just love that stick because I get so, said it so damn much on yeah. public transport, especially by old people. As if they don't believe that I'm actually disabled and actually need a disabled seat. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is, a, it, is a bit, it is a bit crap that that sort of thing happens, you yeah, know. Like, I think, helped. you know, like, young people can... Sounds weird. Young people can break their bones, too. It's, it's a definitely Well, I didn't a scientific, break a bone, but... Like, yeah, but, you know... I know what you like, mean, don't Yeah, worry. it's a scientific possibility, I'm sure. Yes. Um, yeah, so, uh, I guess... Like, we were sort of speaking about this before a little bit, but I guess we'll elaborate now. Um, where, like, what do you think of disabled representation as it stands and especially how it relates to um, queer representation in general? Well, as it stands, it doesn't actually stand. It mostly sits. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually a bit of a double, um, bit of a pun because it's actually not that great because mm. – 
most disabled representation is actually able-bodied people pretending to be disabled. So you've got, I can't remember the kid's name, but the kid in Glee who was in the wheelchair, for instance, mm. he was actually not dis- A, not disabled, oh. but B, a dancer in real life. Right, okay. So I, when I found that out, I was like, hmm. And um, apparently he found it difficult to um, to not dance along with the other actors who were there. And it's like, yeah, I find it difficult to dance too, but that's because it, it bloody well hurts yeah. <laughs> if I dance. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I found that quite annoying even even before I became physically disabled because um, it took me a very long time to accept the fact that being autistic means I am disabled. And also very famous example of some another able-bodied person pretending to be disabled is in um, what's in Gilbert Grape and Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio yeah, yeah. Mm. he pretends to be someone. Semmer said what condition he has mm. in the movie, but um, he pretends to be someone who's mentally handicapped. Mentally disabled, and that's very messed up. Yeah, this happens a lot in film. Like it, yeah, I mean, one yeah. of it was, I think, um, I think it was Forrest Gump. It's never explicitly said, but it, the idea is that he's got some form of like, like autism or, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Like it was even kind of referenced in another film, um, Tropic Thunder, which I mean, you know, yeah. that's not exactly like it's got you know Robert Downey Jr. you know impersonating a black person, like he's in. Black Full on blackface. Yeah, so I don't. You know, maybe that's not a great example yeah. in general. But yeah, he was sort of mentioning, uh, sort of like a joke, like how he mentions a slur. I'm not going to repeat it here, but he says never go full. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so it's it's pretty unfortunate that that's kind yeah. of the the case. I mean, in particular with film, but yeah, yeah I guess in general. Yeah. Um. And also, whenever a disabled superhero is played in movies, for instance, either they're played by a non-disabled actor, mm. or the disability is removed. For instance, Hawkeye. He's deaf in the comics, I think. Yeah, he is. Um. Yeah, they don't really. Yeah, they don't really mention that. I mean, certainly not in any. Yeah. This is not. A, this is not a spoiler for Endgame. Um. It's not in Endgame either. But yeah. Okay. But yeah. Thank you for not spoiling Endgame. That's okay. I really appreciate um, that. Yeah. Although I did hear. Pun not intended. Um, there's a um, deaf and trans actor. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but I wish I could. He's just been. Uh, I think it's. I think they use they they pronoun. I, I think they use he pronouns. I'm not too sure, mm. but they've just been cast as a queer disabled superhero in um one of the DC. TV shows. I oh, can't really? Remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember okay. which one, but I thought mm. it was so good. Excuse me. But, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And he's trans and he's deaf and, like, in real life. Mm. Not sure if he's queer, but he could be. I don't know. But also, I consider trans to be part of the queer community because, like, it was started by black trans women in America. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned, like, the Marvel, Marvel, like, yeah, like Hawkeye, because the Marvel characters in general, they have... Um, they have quite a few, um, like, well, it's sort of like, I mean, maybe not out and out disabled characters, but there, you yeah. know, there's quite a few, like, I mean, Professor X yes, is the most obvious thinking, one. I was thinking of him. There's, um, you know, you could even say Bucky Barnes because he's lost an arm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nick Fury's, yes. he's also, yeah, it's kind of like, if you think, yeah, there's quite a lot of, of, of characters who have disabilities in those, mm. 
in those comics. So it is it is a bit unfortunate. I mean, you know, not that I'm expecting Bucky, not that I'm expecting Seb- Sebastian Stan to lose an arm, but you know, yeah. it's kind of you'd kind of want to like you know you'd want to see more like disabled actors oh, taking yeah, up roles. Yeah. And it's not like there's a there's a there's not a glass of us out there like like that person you're seeing in the disabled seat who doesn't look disabled, is probably very disabled. Mm, yeah. Like, wouldn't know, you wouldn't know. And I have a friend who is disabled, has a card, pre- is on DSP, and she she doesn't look disabled, but she's um, very sick. And um, she gets, she gets like, yelled at all the oh, time dear. by old people. Jeez, dang. Uh, yeah. And she told me once, there was this... Um, old lady who touched the girl sitting next to her's shoulder and like shook her and then the poor girl started having a panic attack. Oh my god. Yeah. It was and then um what my friend usually does is describe that she describes her disability in vivid detail and then the person who's trying to get her to give up her disabled seat will get off at the next stop and it's wild <laughs> that happens. And it's usually in the city too, which is mm. a bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, and also I find that um it's even for me, with my very bright walking stick, it's difficult for me to get a disabled seat on public transport, and it's, it's just it's not it's not right. Mm. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was getting sidetracked. That's okay. Um, so where do you see where do you see queer representation going in the next few years? Oh, it's only going to go up and up because, um, well, Taiwan has recently legalized um, marriage equality, and there's stuff, and like in Japan, you've got the whole um, queer comics scene, mm. um, this, which which is weird, odd because apparently Japan's quite conservative when it comes to queer rep mm. and yeah. queer stuff in general. Um, you've got um, a trans girl. Okay, oh, what's her name? I'm terrible with names. Great face, like I can see her face, but the world trans girl has just been cast on Home and Away. Oh right, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, how good is that? I mm, mean, I never, yeah. I've never watched an episode of Home and Away without get cackling to myself, <laughs> but I still think it's an excellent thing to have mm. um, that representation. And um, you've got Ruby Rose, um, you've got Laverne Cox being yeah. very, very. There's a there's a non-binary actor in John Wick Three oh. who's also in Orange Is the New. Like, I, for the life of me, I can't remember their name, but I oh, think they're no. one of the main villains, but yeah. And you've also got, I remember their name. I remember the first name, it's Asia. They're non-binary and they're in... Um, that's that's the one. Yes, yeah. good, mm. good. But yeah, a non-binary villain, heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, nice. Um. So I guess, um, are you doing, are you going to do more follow-ups with Stigmata? Definitely. I'm actually looking for people to interview. Mm-hmm. So it would be if I plug the... Um, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Uh, okay, cool. That's what we're all about here on Queer in the Air. So if you shoot me an email, um, so the email address is stigmata, S-T-I-G-M-A-T-A dot zine, zine with a three on the end, at gmail.com. Um, we can, I can, we can organize an interview either through Skype or if you're down in Melbourne and have the energy to do so in person, I'll pay for, um, a coffee or juice or hot chocolate, whatever you whatever you want to drink within reason, mm. <laughs> nothing alcoholic, um, cause alcohol is expensive, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, and also I'll 
pay you like certain percentage of, of um, whatever gets made for the zine. So what gets made for the zine. So it's going to be, and um, it's going to be an e zine as well as a physical copy zine. Hang on. <coughs> Sorry, so it's cold. That's okay. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, I did try to interview my friend August, who I mentioned earlier. But I forgot to mention that it's about public transport. Oh, okay. And the, the issue one, I mean. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, issue one's going to be about public transport. Mm. And I'm looking for more international voices. Okay. But, okay. um, yeah, no, um, I also forgot to mention that to August when I was interviewing them. Mm. And we just talked about Cribble Punk and it turns out nothing I interviewed them for was usable for the, the, the topic for the zine. Oh, dear. Yeah, so I've got uh, well, I've got to make time to interview them again, and when they're not busy and stuff. But also, would it be if I plug their Red Bubble as well? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, so their Red Bubble is back in August, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is where I got that sticker from that says "I contact one hundred dollars per second. So okay. if you want to get one of those, amongst other things, including a T-shirt that has that parodies the VB logo and says "Non-binary and bitter." Ah, uh, nice. Yes. <laughs> I thought I thought you should get that T-shirt actually. Yeah, I, d- I definitely will. I'm, I definitely like uh, definitely like VV, and I'm non-binary, so it would uh, definitely be definitely be a good idea. Cool. All right. Um, what other projects are you working on? I just started one about my grandma's time during World War Two. Well, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. she was in Fremantle during World War Two, which is over in Western Australia, mm. and um, she experienced a lot of things that were on that happened while she was there like mm. america like soldiers from all over the world in Fremantle for some reason because I, I think it's because it was close to japan at the time yeah and it was the closest allied nation to japan and um mm. australia i mean um and yeah she experienced a lot of things and she's never written it down or anything so when she dies all the history will get lost with her oh dear yeah so and i thought well i'll make it um a comic as well because i quite enjoy comics and i've got to sit down and interview my grandma but unfortunately she's very good at telling stories but is also very racist oh dear okay (laughs) yeah so whenever she says something racist i might just like blur it out or like do a line through what she says it's racist um Mm. but i'm also working on a Ramstein fanzine. Ah, oh, nice. I'm yeah. definitely into this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's about me being a late arrival fan. Like, I started getting right into them last year, just before um, they announced the... What album am I up to now? Like, ninth? Eight? I think it's number seven. Yeah, it's yeah. number seven. Yeah, yeah. The seventh studio album, which mm. only just got released Friday our time. Um, me being a non-native German speaker and about Flacker, the keyboardist, who's also my favourite member, even though I keep making fun of him for being a giant dork. Like, <laughs> like the others look all cool and stuff all the time, but he just looks like such a dork and I love him for it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it's and um, I'm going to do, like, little drawings throughout the zine, but it's going to be mostly words. I was going to have it all hand-drawn, but I don't have enough time to do that. So. No, that's fair enough. You could even use like pictures and and stuff like. Uh, are you going to do that? Um, no, I'll, I'll just hand draw it. Like, oh, okay, fair like enough. find the pictures online, draw from the pictures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, just to finish up, where can we find your work online? 
Um, so you can find me mostly on Instagram under the name Cero, S-E-R-O, underscore V dot V. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Patreon under the, the name Cero underscore VV. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Gumroad at gumroad.com slash Cero, S-E-R-O, again, v- underscore VV. And... I'm just going to say one thing real quick. The um, the name Sarah actually comes from serotonin, but also misspelling of the word zero. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Mm. So, and also the VV is like, because on Instagram you can have dots in your name. So the the V dot V is sort of me going, hmm. So <laughs> like, like, like shame almost because yeah. a bunch of stuff happened and I had to change like my whole online persona, like yeah. all my names and everything. Because I was getting, I was actually getting attacked by true scum who are trans people who are very much against NBs, right? Yeah, and um, believe that you need dysphoria to be trans, and mm. it's just ugh. And there's also people out there who don't want to find me, so mm. I've had to change my whole online persona. It's just bothering me. But anyway, that's beside the point. Cool, no problem. Um, thank you so much, Data, for being on Crew in the Air today. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you, Frank, for having me. No problem. Cool. So, so um, we do have some events to promote, but before we do that, we need to address something that happened last weekend, specifically on Saturday, the 11th of May at 2 a.m. Um, you will have no doubt have heard of this already because we've been posting a lot on um, the Facebook page. Um, but, yeah, on the 11th of May, Saturday at 2 a.m., a botched police raid occurred at Hares and Hyenas at 63 Johnston Street, Fitzroy. According to staff member Crusader Hills, the police stormed into the dark building, flashing torches, and allegedly did not identify themselves as police. And another person in the bookstore, and I apologise if I get this name wrong, uh, Nick Demopoulos, yeah, I'm sorry about that, ran out before being forcefully detained by the police, suffering severe injuries, injuries in the process. Police were tracking a stolen vehicle that was parked outside Hares and Hyenas and saw a man inside that fit the description of the of the suspect, wrongfully, wrongly arresting Demopolis in the process. Uh, this is absolutely horrendous, and we at Quirinier send our love and support to Hares and Hyenas, but especially to Nick Demopolis, who is just an icon in the queer community here in Melbourne. And I mean, I, I don't don't know him personally, but apparently he's like the sweetest sweetest person in the world and um yeah it, this is just awful mm-hmm. um if you would like to support the bookstore and as well as nick uh anna white law has started a gofundme page where you can give them a donation they've well exceeded the donation goal of a thousand dollars but you know every every bit counts yeah. you know so um you know by all means don't all means give them a donation um the yeah, the, I think we've posted the link already, but it's around um, it's around the internet, so you should be able to find it. So, yeah. Um, so on a lighter note, uh, we have some events to promote. The first of which is the Otherworld Zine Fair next Sunday at the Marrickville Town Hall in New South Wales. This is Sydney's biggest alter- alternative zine fair, and there will be a lot of talented artists selling their wares on the day, and I will be there too, selling my comics. It starts at twelve on May 26th and ends at 4. So if you're in Sydney that weekend, do come along and say hi. It's going to be a great, great event. Um, I went back in 2016. Um, I didn't 
actually have a tail sort of helping my partner at the time. But um, yeah, it was a it was a very good event. So also on the 6th of June, there is the movie night with the Women's Rights Defenders Network, the film being Red Joan, uh, which stars Judy Dench as a widow living a quiet retirement in the suburbs where the British Secret Service places her under arrest for providing classified information to the Soviet government. Uh, sounds like a lighthearted romp. Um, but seriously, <laughs> it sounds like a good night, and the proceeds will go to the work of the Amnesty International Women's Right Defenders in Victoria. Uh, this will be at the Kino Cinema in Collins Street in the city, so that's the 6th of June, starting at 6.30pm, so come along. And uh, one more note, um, if you're in Coburg, um, there is uh, an exhibition in the Noir Darkroom, the Cut, Copy, Paste number 2 exhibition, where I've got some of my zines. Uh, some members of uh, the collective I'm in, Zine Gang Distro, have a few zines. So, yeah, it's like an exhibition. The opening night was on Friday, but it's going to be open till May 26th. So, if you're in Coburg, do yourself a favour and uh, tag along. Cool. So, sadly, we have come to the end of another show. You can find previous episodes of Crew in the Air on the FreeCR website. That is freecr.org.au. And like and follow us on Facebook for more updates. And while you're at it, do subscribe to FreeCR. You can come into the studio during office hours, do it by post, by phone, or online at the FreeCR website. It's $35 concession and $75 waged. So do yourself a favour and support community radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.